Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Classic Views, Bryce Diamond, doing an evening session, actually a late night session. I feel like I'm upstaging Colbert, Jimmy Fallon. Um, I'm even upstaging the King. Uh, LeBron and the Lakers are playing tonight, and they're getting their butts kicked by the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Raptors went into Boston, and they almost closed the garden because the Celtics fans were booing their team right off the court. And that's a good night. When the Lakers and Celtics both get beat badly and the Raptors are beating one of them, all is well in the basketball universe, in my opinion. Hope your evening has gone well. If it was date night, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I had a great time watching our rookie, uh, a revelation in this league. Scotty Barnes, folks, showed up and showed out. My gosh, what a performance from Scotty Barnes. Uh, once again, proving that he is a legitimate, bona fide four pick in the draft. He is a legitimate force and has a monster upside for many reasons. Uh, he led the team tonight. Uh, he really brought the energy. He brought the belief. He brought the hustle. And he finished a number of shots. He hit a three uh, in the first half. He had a nice kind of fading uh, jump shot from the elbow after a nice pass from Van Vliet. But, uh, but he had a resilience about him tonight that is something to keep an eye on as the season progresses. Um, I did not think this guy had this much uh, maturity, resilience, leadership. Um, there are some great things to say about his draft workout there's a great some great stuff to say about his potential but the way he played tonight and even showed up um in in not a great performance but um you know given a good effort and and showing why he uh, was the fourth in the pick of the draft he you know he did a good job in um in toronto against the wizards but tonight was on a completely other level. Um, this is kind of rookie of the year stuff. Now, I'm not going to uh, say right now, give him the award, although I did tweet that out. Uh, but what I will say <laughs> is that this guy is, is fun to watch. And he's starting to, I think, really excite uh, the Raptors fan base, as he should be. 
Um, tonight was 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 special to go in the Boston on the road uh, without a vet like Kyle Lowry, without a guy like Marcus Gasol or Serge Ibaka, no Pascal again, um, and to play the way we did is special. It is not easy to beat Boston in Boston. We've been beat in Boston, what? Uh, I think we got beat by them like eight times in a row after getting embarrassed uh, on Christmas Day 2019 in Toronto. Then we went to Boston late December 2019 and punished them. Uh, but that was the only win we've had out of, what, 11, 12 tries uh, in the Garden. And so to, so to be able to do what we did without Pascal, um, it was special. And I think this is something to build on. Now, it wasn't just Scotty. Uh, there were other guys. Uh, apparently, Gary Trent Jr. is a regular listener uh, to the pod because I talked about how Norm Powell should be on this team and Masai's greatest mistake, and I've said it many times on this podcast, was trading Norm Powell. Well, Gary Trent Jr. had a very solid night tonight. Um, Didn't shoot the three ball all that well, but got to the line, scored 20 points, had two steals, sorry, four steals, uh, even put an assist in there. But there is a looseness about him that I hadn't seen in the preseason. Uh, he was relaxed. He was confident. He was focused. He looked like the guy I remember within the first month of the trade where, you know, he hit the buzzer beater against Washington. He had a, a brilliant game in Oklahoma City. He had the 44-point, uh, you know, career high in Cleveland. That's this is the guy I remember from there. Um, and tonight he showed up, played a very solid game, a complete game for a shooting guard, defended well, which has also been in question uh, in the preseason and, and certainly game one. Uh, he got the start. I thought that was the right call from Nick. Um, I thought Dragic needed to be more of an anchor. Um, so maybe Nick Nurse was listening to this, but I, I think Nick's well ahead of me. Um, in that regard. Uh, but Gary Trent Jr. played a very good game. Now, Fred and OG, it was a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, the two of them went a combined two for 10 from behind the arc. Um, they did move the ball, which was, was good to see. Uh, Freddie had nine assists, OG with three. Um, but they struggled. Three of 10, Freddie, um, shooting from the field, OG Ananobi, 4 of 18, but they got to the line um, and went 9 for 9 combined, and when you uh, add to that the 12 assists combined, they put together an okay night, um, and you know they're just going to get better. A lot of attention was focused on them. There was many times where Freddie uh, got a double team his way or got uh, a second defender's attention. Um, and so did OG. They put their best defenders on OG. Um, and Scotty 
you know, just got loose a little more and, and was able to get offensive rebounds. Um, Scotty Barnes, not only did he have 25 points, he had 13 rebounds. Unbelievable. Um, just a great night from him. Uh, I'll say it probably again as the podcast goes on. Um, some adjustments were made from Nick, not just with personnel, but style of play. Partly that's just who we're playing. Uh, partly, um, that's, you know, trying to correct some things from last game. Uh, but it was great. A really solid group by the stars. Now, the only guy I haven't mentioned is Precious Achua. Precious did not have a good game. Sloppy missed two alley-oops in, in that Washington game. Um... But I think he was pray, uh, praying and fasting all day, uh, maybe yesterday, but definitely today. And he decided that um, he was going to eat up rebounds to break the fast tonight. He was all over the glass. Uh, 15 rebounds for Precious Achuo. Um, really solid. Had tons of energy. Um, did not back down for Mal Horford. Or, or Robert Williams, just kept going. Even if he missed the first he, and got blocked in the second, he came back the next time. Um, he had some great takes, uh, some nice takes off the dribble. Um, he, he even ran the floor, uh, ran the frat fast break. Um, really impressive, some of the stuff that Precious showed tonight. Uh, and that's that potential. That's the potential um, a lot of folks have been talking about. Uh, and it was good to see. There was some, some people, including I think myself, that thought, let's be a little more conservative here and put in, uh, and put in Ken Birch with the starting lineup. But they said, no, let's go with Precious. Now, it'll be interesting when Pascal comes back, what they're going to do. It's going to be really interesting. Who who gets sat? You know, does does Precious leave and Kem come in and Barnes go out and Pascal come in? Will they start Barnes? Um, he's going to make a case that you got to start him. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to me. Um, but both Precious and Scotty Barnes uh, are, are making Nick's life difficult, which is a good kind of position to be in. Uh, so that starting lineup was was just fantastic. Uh, the bench had their moments. Uh, Dragic kept us in it when Boston started off the game well. Uh, Chris Boucher certainly showed why he is a quality guy off the bench, much like a Montrez Harrell in terms of effectiveness, obviously a different skill set. But with 11 points tonight, seven rebounds, two steals and a block, just one turnover, that's a nice night from Chris Boucher. If he can give us 11 and seven every night, uh, we're going to be pretty happy about that. We're going to be re-signing him for next season. Uh, Kembridge, you, you know, in general is not going to offer us a lot of offense. Uh, was a plus 12, which was nice. Um, we'll see how, you know, again, this is only his third game. Um, if you include the preseason, he didn't get a lot of minutes, um, a lot of games um, in the preseason. Either did Chris Boucher. So to see a positive 
uh, from both of them in this game, uh, I think that's that's good. I think we should be really happy about that. Um, yeah, a great night overall. Really solid performance. Impressive uh, in many ways, um, for sure, with Scotty Barnes. Um, what else to say? Uh, I wish that Zaire was here to add a little more insight and flair, but this was just a team tonight that had a will, that had uh, a togetherness, a belief that they were not going to lose this game. And there was a looseness. I talked about that with Gary Trent Jr. There was a looseness. There wasn't the weight that was on them. And it could have happened. You know, you go into Boston and you don't have some of those key vets and you don't have your best overall player in Pascal Siakam. You can tighten up too, just like you did in front of the home crowd. But they took responsibility and, and were able to still stay loose. And that was great to see. The person who was tight was the coach for the Boston Celtics, their, their new coach, Yuduka. And, um, you know, he didn't have it tonight. The Celtics didn't have it tonight. And that's great news for us. Uh, I thought Tatum started off strong uh, and overall had an had a okay game with 18 points, six rebounds, and four assists, but we really put a lot of attention on him and limited his ability uh, to, to score and be effective. Uh, Al Horford chipped in. I mean, he's, he was 11-11. and 11. Um, You're not going to ask much more from Al Horford. Um, Robert Williams, you know, doesn't have a huge offensive skill set. Uh, but, you know, nine and six, solid. Keep your turnovers low. Um, that was one thing that you can knock the Celtics tonight. Jalen Brown had a very poor evening after having a monster 46-point night in the Garden in the best game uh, of, of, you know, I think it was Wednesday night. Uh, you know, kind of the best game to this point in the NBA season. Really impressive. Uh, and then he was he was just not strong at all, um, was Jalen Brown. Poor numbers. Nine points. Uh, 0 for 7 from downtown after he, after he torched the mesh in New York. Uh, so this, this was a tough one for them. Uh, Schroeder's not adding much. Marcus Smart was, an, was a goose egg. 0 for 6. From the field, over four from downtown, uh, you know, not not a, a night that Marcus Smart wants to remember. And with the fans booing their Celtics out of off the court and out of the building, um, hopefully this is a game for for Celtics fans that they'll forget. Although likely Raptors Twitter will remind them until we play them again. Um, 115-83, we are not going <laughs> to let Celtics fans uh, ever forget this game until, uh, you know, there's a different result, a positive result in Boston's favor. Uh, this was just a great, great win. Now, we've got them in, what, two or three weeks coming up on 
November 10th, uh, and then again in November before uh, we wait till March. So for the next three weeks, and that game's in Boston as well, <laughs> Raptors fans are going to have a lot to say to Celtics fans. That should be fun. Uh, I'm, ju- I'm sure just like Suns fans, as they lead by 20 with five minutes to go here in Staples Center, I'm sure Suns fans are going to be in the ear of the kingdom and his servants. Uh, it's great. Just great news. I love, I love it. It's again, Celtics and Lakers both lose. The, you know, I'm happy. The NBA universe is happy. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Um, you know, I've, it, it's funny. I, I would have said last year that I was pensive. Uh, I was f- filled with, with fire and venom. Now, partly that's probably because of the pandemic, but when I would watch games, I'd be so tense <laughs> last season. And I think there was high expectations. There was a, 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 a very clear understanding that this was going to be Kyle Lowry's last year. And Pascal missed so many buckets in those first 10 games when we went 2-8, and eight, where we had chances to win the game. And he was unable to pull off a tough shot. Can't put it all on Pascal, but he was the guy who had the ball at the end of the game and just wasn't able to knock down the shots. Um but these two games that I've watched, even, you know, the blowout in Washington, we got down, it was still just so good. I was just grateful. I was content to be able to watch the Raptors in Toronto. Um, today, I had great anticipation, but I wasn't tense. You know, I was messaging friends today, and, and they were wondering, you know, how the team would rebound. And it was just a lot of fun to be able to know that the Raptors are, are back in Toronto, to know that we've got a young squad with really no pressure. There isn't any pressure. Um, you know, again, I think a lot of folks in Toronto believe this is a playoff team. I do too. Uh, but there's enough distance now. There's, there's enough guys from that championship team who have left. And, and so you have room, you have space from all that. This is definitely, uh, a new chapter, uh, a, a new leadership. Um, and, and so you're, you know, the expectations are going to be lower than, 2018, 19, and 20 for sure. And obviously the feeling is just different when you're not in Tampa Bay and things within the pandemic are relaxing too. Um, Yeah, just I think this was the kind of game that the Raptors needed um, to remind themselves and the fans that they are this good. They can compete 
for that six seed. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be playing Washington, who is in tough against Indiana tonight. I think it, uh, Washington won in overtime in a shootout. Um, here's Washington, who at home scores 135 points against Indiana. Indiana's no slouch. Um, I'm not saying they're they're going to have home court advantage in the first round. They're no slouch uh, on both ends of the floor. But Washington scored 135. We held Washington to 98 points and then came in to Boston tonight and held Boston to 83. Uh, we have an incredibly elite defense. Uh, I tweeted out today that this, you know, first team all NBA is going to be our entire uh, group. You know, it's going to be all Raptors. And <laughs> they're just so elite between the strength and quickness of Fred's hands, uh, between the length of, of Scotty and uh, others, between the intensity uh, and strength of OG and, and Precious Achuo. I mean, this this team is is top to bottom such a good defensive squad. Um, you know, maybe minus Sam Decker. We'll see if he gets some minutes tomorrow against Dallas um, as the schedule, you know, gives no rest for the wicked. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, being able to to compete against a team like Boston who's going to be in that 6-12 to 12 kind of group, Indiana, Washington, Charlotte, uh, I think will also be in that mix. Uh, my guess is the Bulls will be right there um, in that 6-12 to 12 group because I think Atlanta and Miami uh, are a little better than them. Um, we'll see what happens with Philly. Uh, they had a great game against the Nets today. Nets came back, went on a 16-1 to run in Philly uh, with Kyrie and Ben Simmons not there, and LaMarcus Aldridge turned it up. So, yeah, the, you know, when I think about the Eastern Conference, I think about where the Raptors fall. They fall between that 6-12 to grouping. Um, that doesn't mean they're going to finish 12th. It just means that there's a lot of teams, seven teams, that are going to be pretty competitive. There's a lot of parity among those seven teams. Um, and I, I think that the Celtics are in that group. We get to see uh, the Bulls on Monday, uh, and they've had two easy games. Uh, so I would imagine, sorry, yeah, easier opponents uh, in, De in Detroit and New Orleans without Zion. So it'll be a good, you know, test. We, we held Washington to under 100 points, even if we shot miserably. We went into Boston and beat the crap out of them. Uh, so then, you know, getting a team like Chicago will be yet another litmus test. Where are we? Are we in that fighting for sixth, maybe seventh spot? Um, or are we kind of further down and trying to get our way in, fight our way in. Um, Klar went into the play-in. Um, exciting. It's exciting to, to be able to talk about this with the Tampa season 
that we had. Um, but here we are. Looking forward to Yuta coming back. I think he's going to be back uh, probably for Monday. Um, don't quote me on that, but I, I believe Monday's kind of uh, a high possibility. Um, I think Pascal's probably going to be another week or two. Uh, he's ahead of schedule. Um, it will likely be in November, but it might only be in the first week of November. So don't don't look for him next week, but after uh, Halloween, uh, maybe he'll return for All Saints. Uh, to those um, that listen and usually hear Zaya Quina, Zaya has decided to not do too many of these post-game reaction morning devotion podcasts that we've been doing. He's got lots of things going on. Um, so uh, it's important that, uh, that we continue to do the podcast. Um, and, uh, and it's important that we do these post games. So I've taken on that. Uh, but tomorrow we record, and I was saying it was episode 101. It's going to end up being episode 103. Tomorrow night we record a 75th anniversary special, uh, uh podcast, special episode with Chris Jackson it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you can tune into that. We're going to talk about the top 25 players since 1996 when they came out with the top 50 group. Of course, the NBA with their 75th anniversary just came out with their top 75 players of all time. And there's some really interesting conversations. I've heard a lot of Dwight Howard uh, over AD conversations. Uh, Alex English was tweeting this morning about not making the list. And when I look at his numbers, uh, I think he definitely should be in the top 75. But those guys and others will be discussed by Chris Jackson, myself, and of course, my running mate, Zaya Quiena. So do tune in to that. For now, I hope you have a great sleep. After a wonderful Friday evening, and we'll catch up with you soon. Peace.